Yo, yo, what's up? It is the Gangster Rap Odyssey podcast. It's your boy Megatron here, back for another episode. And today we're going to be going through Isham's classic record, Tongues. Now, this album came out in, what was it, June of 2001, right before 9-11, you know. So, what can we say, man? The record was was something else. There was hype going over this record. Like, everybody wanted to know if uh, Isham still had it, you know. Can Isham still pull out the wicked shit? Can Isham still be the unholy? Can he match the hype that was surrounding him? Nadis just came out with www.com of Overcore Records. And then before that, Male Dominance, baby, that was something else. That was like a very that was a, a different album what could we say man it was fucking all over the place um don't forget bootleg from the lost vault or something like that yeah that, is that what it was called bootleg from the lost vault with uh with a couple unreleased tracks and hard to find rarities on there as well um mind's eye mastermind's mind's eye came out before then i tell you man and they were just like feeding us isham just a little bit just just drip, 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 drip. Just a little Isham here and there. They were selling it. They kept us starving. We wanted Isham. Everybody wanted Isham. And we wanted to know if Isham still had anything left in the tank. Uh, this is right before 9-11, of course. So we know the economy and everything kind of went to shit. Uh around that that year so i mean who knows why things went bad for overcore records and whatnot but that's not what we're here to talk about we're going to just talk about this record tongues so the critics didn't really it was kind of hit or miss with the critics on this record a lot of people found it i guess the word was inaccessible is that what they said inaccessible um not really made for the masses which is okay that it uh as an isham fan and a nadis fan you kind of know what you're getting into here already right like you know how much hardcore um i don't know in just that hardcore wicked shit that doesn't really appeal to the masses we know about it you know i know y'all know but can Isham on this record gain favor with the critics? Can he do it? This was his one chance here, his golden opportunity uh, being backed by a bigger label with some real artists that have a reputation already. Uh, I'm talking like Dayton Family and Cool Keith. Uh, you know, along to go with his name. Can he do it? I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, history has already told the story, of course, right? It has. But Isham tried, man. He and Nadis, the super group from Detroit, y'all know him, getting interviewed in The Source, showing up in Murder Dog magazine, you know, looking gangsta as hell. And before, this is like before social media, like there was no Instagram or nothing. Like these guys were... Just like, they would get their story put out by magazines, man. They were money makers. 
Now anybody could just like get their shit out, no problem. But back then was a different world, man. Um, they, the only time that we heard of Ishan's stories was was through magazines and whatever, or some somebody might have known him on the internet, and we'd be like, yeah, right, whatever. Uh, but damn, we had these stories of Ishan just going to uh, like these open night, open mic night clubs and just tearing up the microphone with some freestyle and shit and just growing his legend. Ishan's out there just growing his legend around this time. Now we were definitely in the age of the internet, so there were forums and people talking about Ishan, really just hoping that this was going to be that wicked record. You know, this had to be the rebuilt. The rebuilding of the unholy is what it really had to be. Um, he had to keep his mystique. He had to be that guy. He couldn't, he, he, we could not get another male dominance. Don't get me wrong. Male dominance was dope. I loved it. And even as I get older, I love it more. But we needed Isham to come back home to that wicked shit. That's where we wanted Isham. And... That's where hopefully tongues was going to take us. Am I right? So what can we say around this time? We're getting a lot of hype. We're getting video cassettes with uh, Isham interviewing mastermind videos, the little CD-ROM that came with uh, the lost vault. You know, we're getting really hyped. Anticipation was high. So is the unholy back here? Another question. Can he still put out a dope solo? And another question what about the beats? And then how does this rank among the rest of the Esham catalog? Let's give it a listen, man. Let's go ahead and just give it a listen. You know, we start off with Walking on the Flatline. Uh, this track here, it's a, it's a dope way to uh, start the record. Um, it starts off with like rain, you can hear a little subtlety of a rainstorm back there, but we're already getting what we're going to find is the Santo signature sound here with it. I think it's like a Mexican guitar or something, man. It's definitely not an electric guitar, just an, what, what do they call that? Acoustic guitar, analog. I don't know, man. I'm not a, I'm not in a band, but I know what I hear. The beat is nuts, man. The beat is nuts. What are we thinking? When I first heard this record, it was 2001. I ordered it. I got it autographed. I pump it in. Actually, I went, I had two copies of this, if I remember. I went to the store. I went to the mall and bought it. And then I got my autographed copy in the mail. But pu putting this in my car stereo, did I do that or did I wait till I got home? I might have sat down, bumped the record, and just like, I absorbed it. That's what happened. I remember I absorbed it like two listens, man. The first track comes out, this one. And I don't know where this record's going, man. But my mind is blown already, man. Isham starts off with the good flow. The beat, of course, is badass. The track title is called Walking on the Flatline. And you remember on the Overcore website, they had leaked the tracks. Talk about getting you hyped, man. They leaked the tracks. Uh, this is a great track. Great way to start off the album. It starts to set off the tone, you know. Um, let's go on to the next track here, Slipping Out America, you know. Track number two, what can we say? You know, the second track sometimes makes the record. And in this case, damn, they picked a hell of a track to go as number two, you know. 
the mystique of Ishan's religion has always been hovering over him. Like, what is he? You know, he's slipping out America. That's what it's called. It's a bit of political trek somewhat, you know. The beat is dope. We got this guy named Mujahid, who I'm assuming is Arab, maybe. At least he's Muslim. I have no idea what language the hook is. I think the insert of the tongues record might interpret it. I'm not sure. I don't have that handy, but I'm gonna, I'll have to look it up, man. The hook is mind-blowing, though. Like, Mujahid killed it. We'll move on, then. The track called The D, number three, and it's the D period. Don't forget that period. You know, we're back in some of this gangsta shit. Those drums are Isha, man. It's definitely Ishan. This track is Ishan, man. His flow is top-notch. Um, I mean, he's just starting to do his storytelling, finally. But the beat, man. There is Gunko's. I love it, man. I love the track. The D, period. It's a 10, man. We got some guitar riffs in here, finally. Like electric guitars, you know, some of that heavy metal sound that Isham is so known for. Finally introduced right here in the D. So, it's a dope track. Dope track. We're on a good, we're off to a good start here, you know. Take a breath. We're going to the next track called I'm Dead. You hear those drums? You know that's Isham, man. This is all Isham, this beat, man. I'm dead. We got the unholy back here, baby. Like, this is some of that wicked shit. This is what I like to call the dot-com level unholy wicked shit, man. That flow, the arrogance, it's nuts. I think him talking about death, being dead... He's bringing it back, man. He's bringing it back. Um, we got a little Eminem diss at the end there, you know. Uh, he don't rap about fans named Stan like a homo. I love it. I love it. It's a little out of place, but this is battle rap. Isham Tongues, you'll find, is a battle rap record. For better or worse, man, it's a battle rap record. All right, we'll keep moving. Next track here, Panic Attack. Peter Cheer featuring Violent J. Let's get the English going here. Violent J. A lot of people don't like this song. It's a lot of people don't like ICP. I get it. I think the drum and the beat is nuts here. Violent J starts off the track. I don't know if it's his best work. I don't I haven't heard all of ICP stuff. But I like the song, man. The sound, it goes back and forth, man. You bump this on your headphones and stereo. You can just hear it swaying back and forth, man. It's wicked. Isham addresses that motherfuckers think he's satanic. It drives him nuts. Well, is he? I don't know. Violent J does great on here. The hook is badass, you know. I like the hook, man. You know, I like it. It's about panic attack. It's going nuts. It's just E and J having fun, really. They're just sitting here having fun. It's still wicked. It's crazy. Then we got chemical imbalance. Uh, this starts off funky, man. Like you got that, uh, you got the drum back there, the bass. It's, it's, it's about to go down, man. You can tell guitar, you know, that guitar is in the back there. 
I love the way it starts. Isham is just talking to himself, man. He's going nuts. This is one of the best ways to start off a track, I tell you. <clears throat> Chemical imbalance. Uh, some of his lyrics here. I write my rhymes in blood. I don't got a DJ because I cut him up. What can you say, man? Dope flow, dope beat. More Eminem dissing. This is a uh, Haley. Why not? You know, it's a short track. Maybe it could have been longer. I love the song. Chemical imbalance. Next track, God. God, man, we running through this record. It's a long record. We running through it, man. Here we go. God, unholy, spotted on this track. He actually spells the U-N-H-O-L-Y. It's a smooth beat, man. It's a smooth beat. Those guitars, the singing is killing it, you know. Ishan, that's how he starts off this track, just singing it, you know. And he's just going with the beat here. This is the first breather track. I say breather track, it's the track where people just, or where, where he gives you a chance to just catch your breath, man, after all that hype and hardcore, uh, hardcore sound. But it's not too slow. We'll find slower later. You know, he's got some of his best lines on here. My favorite being, um, in the water with piranhas, suicidal nirvana, I hydroplane and walk on water, marijuana. Like, damn. Kills it, man. Kills it. Next track then, Detroit 101 featuring none other than Mastermind. You know, the beat starts off, man. This song is starting off and you're like, what is this? You're waiting for it. You're waiting for it. It bounces. We got some Eminem disses in here. And we're just waiting for Mastermind. But Isham's visual storytelling, the picture he's painting is dope, you know. You got to love the picture he paints of Detroit. And Detroit needs to be painted by Isham. He is the master, author, artist, whatever, the man of Detroit. No doubt about it. Then Mastermind comes along on this track and drops a bomb. You know, the guitar riffs are so fucking dope. They switch it up for a mastermind because he's intense, man. The guy is just intense whenever he grabs a microphone. You know, he's a welcome feature, of course. And the transition, changing the beat when he jumps on, changing it back when he jumps off. And then the transition, transition, big word alert, to the next track, poetry. This could be the crown jewel of the record, man. The way it starts, record scratching, some funky sounds, man, some samples there. Oh, damn. And Ishan just kills it. He just starts it like this is that wicked shit. It is that wicked shit, man. He's flossing, he's bossing, he's arrogant, he's wicked. And then we get to the hook on this song, and it just leaves goosebumps on the back of your neck, man. Like the hairs stick up in the back of your neck. That, oh, the wicked shit. The wicked shit, you bitch. Damn, he kills it, man. And his second verse, kills it. The final part of this song where he starts singing about dying, where we all go when we die, it's so wicked. It's like some creepy movie shit, man. Every song just leaks into the song before it. 
making this feel like a movie still, like like it's one big song. You can't random this record. Next song called Everyone. Y'all know this song. Is this Isham's best song ever? Is it his best song on this record? I thought poetry was. But this one is making a run for number one, man, the crown jewel. Is it? We got that Santos guitar. It's awesome. Santos and Isham have been killing it on this record so far. I mean, it's a classic so far. So far, there's no skips, man. No skips. I didn't know that Santos and Isham were going to do shit like this. I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting some more techno type of sounding rap. I don't know. All I had to judge from was dot-com, male dominance, and mind's eye, you know. But here's Isham talking about death and how close it is to him. Keep in mind here, Isham was kidnapped, man. His life has been in danger before. So, And growing up in Detroit, I don't even know the shit that he's seen or whatever or his involvement with anybody. But he seems to paint that picture that only he can, you know. It's goosebumps, I tell you. So, yeah, I love it. More death, unholy, almost an Edgar Allan Poe-like vibe you know what i mean the abortion line in the track unforgettable unforgettable and everybody must die i mean is he saying he wants to kill everybody or is he saying that hey we're all gonna die i don't know but it's fucking badass must die and man is that bass is it that bass guitar that's just hitting or is it a drum Something is hitting hard. Love the track. All right, let's move on. Next track that we got, Crash and Burn. This is an interesting track, man. You know, it's almost uplifting, but the lyrics are like the opposite of that, you know. I mean, he starts off, he's just thinking about his homie. Probably passed away, maybe. I'm not sure. I'd have to re-listen again. For like the thousandth time, right? So, the more I hear this song throughout the years, the more I like it. You ever have a song like that? Like you like it better today than you did like a decade ago? Maybe two decades in this case. I love it. I love the way the song ends. The transition, you know, where he's just going, where he's crashing, burning, man. It's just crazy. I love it. They seem to be on something when they were doing this type of shit. And I mean they were on one, like something positive, man. Because they were killing it on this record. Next track here. Ah, this may be the crown jewel. Mr. Negativity. The way it starts off, it's got the hype. You know Isham's about to bring it. It's about to go down, man. He's got the guitar riff. It's like some fucking... Damn. Fuck everybody in the industry, he says. Fuck the five mics you're giving me. Damn. I don't know, man. It's Isham, man. It's Isham. He ain't happy. He flows bitter. 
You know, he's he's got a little uh, mentioning of people biting pox style. It's 50, niggas on a track, and soldiers always trying to bite something. We know that's a no-limit diss, right? It's no secret. This is a battle record. It's a battle record. No one is safe. The hook on this track is killer. With the Mr. Negativity, negative, negative. Like, what can you say? It's fucking badass. All right, let's slow it down now. Pill me. Another breather, finally. This song is interesting. You know, he, he, he has references to Jesus, um, suicide, the Bible. It's about drugs, obviously, right? Um, I like the song here. I don't like that he uses it later in another record. But, man, it's it perfect here. Gives you time to breathe. Like I like to say, man, every album this long needs to have a breather. He's showing some skill here, you know, being able to rap on this type of slow track. It's badass. I love the song, though. I love the song. We'll continue on, man. We're going to continue on this odyssey of tongues. This is Brain Surgery, Mastermind. Featuring, oh, no, featuring Mastermind and Shoestring. This time we get Mastermind up front, and he's pissed. What? What? Love it, love it, love it. I love that he starts off this song because it starts off so fucking hard. This is the song to get you hype. If you're about to... Get on that Madden, get on that football field and destroy your opponent. Or if you're about to get in a fight, it's the fucking brain surgery, motherfucker. And Mastermind brings that intensity every single time, don't he? This is a classic fucking song. This could be the crown jewel, man. I mean, I don't know how far into this record we are, over halfway, and there's no skippers. It's a fucking classic. Up to this point, right? I think so, man. He's intense. Now, not to be outdone on this song, Isham comes back so fucking hard. He's got a sick-ass Eminem diss. Slit your wrist like your dumb wife, Kim. Scribble my name and wall. I love E-S-H-A-M. Jeez. If there was only one Eminem diss on this record, that would be the one to keep, man. That would be the one to keep. And the lyric that he throws in here, man, open your head up, wake the dead up. When you fall down, never get up. Man. This is a type of track that will fucking make the ground shake. Shoestring was perfect for the song. He's got that rugged flow. Rugged as ever. Damn. This is some hard shit right here, man. This might be the song to give someone who's never heard Ishan, like, Tell him, this is it right here. Brain surgery. All right, man, let's go off to the next track here. We almost, we, we get through this, man. We got devil shit. Cool Keith on an Isham record. Can you believe it? Got a rocket in my pocket. It's dope. It's dope. I don't know what to expect. I'm like, Cool Keith on an Isham track? 
you know, they didn't go back and forth too much. Um, I don't know what I expected, but I think Cool Keith did well. He's interesting at least, you know. Another interesting thing is Isham talking about Joe Bruce with two faces here. Now, I didn't take that as a diss to Violent J or Joe Bruce. I just thought, yeah, uh, Violent J paints his face. He's got like two faces. Of course, later on, we learned that Isham was pissed off and was dissing him. Those guys are always, you know, going back and forth. They're on tour now. So they're, uh, they're homies again. Uh, the Cool Keith verse was all right, man. I love it. It wasn't, I say it was all right. I love it. It was all right, man. It worked. You know, it wasn't a recycled verse that I could tell. Uh, he mentions E. It's dope, man. Him and Isham just kicking it. I love it. It's some typical classic Cool Keith here. All right, we're moving on, man. Next track, we got Cool Keith still in the house with Heather Hunter this time, all night, every day. And listen to that beat when it starts, man. You know that's an Isham beat, man. That's that wicked, villainous vibe that only Isham can make. It's fun. It's dark. Fun and dark is a good way to explain it. That's what Isham is good at. You know that's all Isham on this beat, man. I don't really hear any Santos sprinkling here. Just dropping shit. Not not on this one. But Isham's flow is so dope on this track. Like, dude is just arrogant, man. Blaze Green all day. Tell me what he smell. I love it. I love it. I love it. He's sad. Uh, Heather Hunter. Isham writes... Probably writes her lyrics here. It's all right. You know, it's all right. Pockets name dropped. Cool Keith does what he does. I think that the standout part of this song is the hook. We get a little Haley diss in here. Something like that. Or M diss. But the hook. All night, every day, I can give you what you need. How can you not sing to it, man? It's crazy. It's too catchy. However, the end of the song is painful. You know, we got like a porn scene with Heather Hunter. And hey, you know, there's a parental advisory sticker on the front of this record. I know. But if you're bumping this at a party, people start looking around at each other like, what the fuck? Is this a porn scene? You know? Yeah, it is a porn scene, you know, she or something like that, you know. Or she's acting it out. Hey, it is what it is, right? Next track, I know. I love Isham's writing on here, some of his best. I don't think that there's any disses on here. Um, It's just Isham, you know. The hook is dope. You can sympathize with Isham here. He basically wants you to step into his shoes and get his point of view. All of the convictions he's paid for. All that wicked shit. It's crazy. Lyrically, I don't know if Isham's been better than he is on this track. Real life product. Love it. All right, let's move on to the next song, So Selfish. 
This is Santo Sound. You know it. But damn, I love this song. That Santos collab sound is working so well for Isham. You know, I don't really care what they say about me. Symptoms of insanity, no therapy. H-U-S-T-L-E, a hustler. All right, I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't help it, man. I had to get into the track. Uh, the way that he flows on here, it's a heavy flow, but the rhyming, the writing is great. It's so good. Uh, the way that he's flipping his words around, he's really showing how versatile he is as an artist. And he's been doing this for years, of course, we know. But just on this record itself, man, we got some fast flows. We got some battle rap flows. And on this one here, we just got Ishan pouring his heart out, word after word after word. And you can really feel his pain on here or his frustration. You're really just stepping into his shoes once again. It's Ishan, man. There's some good indirect disses, but man... It's the hook that's killer on here, right? You so selfish. It's a killer hook, man. Okay, we did get a little dice diss. We did. Indirectly. Let's go to the next track, man. I love that song, So Selfish. I don't really care what they say about me. Symptoms, symptoms of insanity, no therapy. All right. Envy the sunshine. What a welcome breather. It's a slow track, and we're back to just relaxing. This whole song is just Isham singing. And I think the song is about marijuana, a gun, and maybe a girl. It's one of those tracks. And who doesn't love some Isham singing, huh? And be free. We so fly high in the clouds. Something like that, whatever. Uh, I think the song is dope, Envy the Sunshine. It's kind of controversial. Not a lot of people like this song, from what I could read online anyways. But I think it's a great way to slow down, slow down, slow down. Give us uh, another breather here. Good song, let's move on. Love featuring TNT of Nadas. Rest in peace, TNT. Rest in peace. What an insane beat, man. All I can say, it sounds broken and drunk or something. A broken, drunk beat, and they're killing it. This song is obviously for simps, you know. So again, it's about. You know what it's about. If you've heard it, you know, man. He's just throwing a hooker under the bus or some hoe, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's vicious. It's a vicious track. You in love with the hoe. That's what the hook says. You know what this song's about. TNT, when he comes along, man, he just kills it. He absolutely kills it. Um Coming in with his, his fake crocodile tears, you know, talking about a woman with, who gave him chlamydia, whatever. <laughs> Not him, but the simp they be talking about. 
Isham is just on top of his rhymes on this record, man. It's so fun. It's a fun track, believe it or not. All right, next track here. Glocks up. We know this is all Isham here, man. The drums, the beat, his flow is on point. Oh, and there's another dice diss on here. This is a battle record, yo. A battle record. I love the hook on here. They'd be like, what up, do I be like, yo, clocks up. The title is dope, clocks up. All Isham here, man. His flow's on point. If this is your favorite song, I feel you, man. I feel you. We'll move on. Intro to hallucinogenics. Here we got Isham just showing off his beats and his flow again. And the song, the beat switches up a couple times here. It's pretty dope the way it does it. You know, I don't think Isham gets the credit for the creativity that he brings to the table when it comes to his beats. A lot of the things that Isham doesn't get credit for, it could be to his own, from his own making, you know. His songs sometimes are short. They're too short, and we want more, you know. So sometimes he doesn't get the chance to really make a classic, a real classic fucking song, because it was just too short. It could, it should have been longer. Um, I mean, this song ha or this record has like 21 tracks or something. So they couldn't all be five minutes. This track isn't that long either. So like two and a half minutes or so. Love it though. Let's move on. Skydive. This one starts off wicked, right? The sounds. The whispering that he's doing in there. You want me to peel your banana? Rock the bandana. You got those sounds in the back here. It sounds like a, I don't know, man, little bells. I mean, this is just the calm before the storm, obviously, right? Skydive. Isham is just treating us more with his flow and that wicked rhyme. And the beat is dope. Is it my favorite beat? Nah. But man. I wouldn't even call this track a filler track. It's just a bridge. It's a nice bridge to the final track, Fuck a Lover. You know how important the second track of an album is to me? How about the second to the last track? How important is that? It kind of ties everything together, right? Like, we about to hit that final track. Let's go out with the bang, huh? The lyrics on this track are also some wicked, wicked shit. I don't know if I had a better word to describe it, man. It's dark. It's uh, it's dark. It's wicked. I, okay, without using the W word, how do you describe Isham's lyrics? They're like, it's like an Edgar Allan Poe of the modern era from the ghetto in Detroit. Yeah, bipolar, depression, just unholy. 
I can't think of the words, man, but that's all it. Right? Like all like all of that, forget it. There's just one word now. It's called Isham. He embodies all that shit. Here we're getting the final portion of uh, his brain, of his mind. And uh, we're going to move on to the next song called Fuck a Lover, which is just gangsta shit. This is featuring the Dayton family. I mean, it's fucking badass. The Dayton family and Isham. Um, the last time I heard them together, well, let me see. Resume of a Killer. I think that came out before Tongues, man. Ghetto Theater. Is that true? It might have. That, uh, that fucking track was so badass. The Resume of a Killer. But this beat is cool, man. It's a cool way to, to end the record, you know. It's not too hard. Uh, it's not a slow jam. It's just a funky, funky beat. Ishan, he steps up his game here. He raps perfect with the Dayton family. Uh, Shoestring, of course, does what Shoestring does. You know, he brings it. Ghetto E. I love Ghetto E, man. But the real star here is Bootleg. Like, Bootleg, I don't know if you know this, but does anybody else know how dope Bootleg is? I mean, he kills everything he's on. He kills everything he's on, man. I heard him on that Corrupt album, Against the Grain. He kills it. You know, Dane Family Records, he kills it. Esham Tracks, he kills it. This is a great way to end the record. Mercifully, I might say, because if he had five more songs, I would probably listen to all of them still and finish the record. 21 songs in. Is that how many songs are on here? 21? Let's take a look here. I don't have a track list. Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Get out of here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three songs. Twenty-three songs, guys. I've been saying twenty-one this whole time. I stand corrected. There's twenty-three tracks on this record. It's an hour and eleven minutes. No, there's twenty-four songs on here. 24 songs in, 1 hour, 11 minutes. This is how we end the record. I love it. <sighs> Let's go ahead and conclude this, guys. At the end of the day, what questions did we answer? Did the unholy come back on this? I would say a couple times. You know, there's the dead flowers unholy. Then there's the closed casket unholy. But then there's the W.com New Millennium Unholy. And that's the one that I think we got here. You know, here and there. Can Isham still make a dope solo record? Yes. He proved that here, that he could make a dope solo record. I was worried because he was so much better on .com than he was on Male Dominance. And he's so much more wicked on like, do you believe in God than he, than he was on, like, Dead Flowers. I started to wonder if Isham is just better with Nottis. He's good here. And 
that is not the case. He is not just better with Nottis. He upped his game so much here that you could say he peaked again, you know. And that's tough to do. A rapper to have peaked twice in his career. Isham maybe three times. But the legends can do it, and Isham is legendary. How about the beats? The beats are standout fucking badass. Whatever he's in the kitchen cooking with Santos, man, I'm smelling it. And it's fucking dope. I wish we got a little more from those two. Maybe they could have finished the godlike record together. But, hey, I'll take what I can get. They did great. The sound, the, the tracks that Isham did alone stand out. They're fucking badass. How about the features now? Nadisk shows up, Mastermind and TNT, of course. They're great. They're always great. But on this record, uh, they stepped it up. I feel like Mastermind found a new gear here, man, like sixth gear or some shit. And TNT, stand fucking out, TNT-verse. So good at, you look at the record tongues, I do anyways, and I immediately think of the, the love song with TNT. He was badass. May he rest in peace. Uh, the rating. Hey, what would you guys rate this record? I think it's a 10. For sure. It's a 10. But is it Isham's best? No, it's not. Um, I think Dead Flowers is his best. There's a couple of scratches on the chrome here. Uh, Heather Hunter doing the little sex scene at the end of the song is kind of annoying and um some of the disses towards like uh you know shady records or whatever eminem whatever keep those verses in the year 2001 um i don't give a shit about the disses like whatever but it keeps those verses stuck in time you know 20 years ago but other than that I think the album is a masterpiece. I think it still sounds great, even 20-something years later. You know, what are we, like 22 years later almost? Sometimes it didn't feel like a solo because of the features, because the features were so good and prominent. They were sprinkled here and there, but this is a solo record. You know, he proved that he can still improve, and like I said, man, arguably peaks again. And I love the solo tracks where he dives into topics of paranoia, depression, growing up in Detroit. You know, these might not be new waters for Isham, but they are, they deserve to be told again by basically the godfather of Detroit, while the mainstream was looking for some more Detroit sound around this time. It, they needed to be retold by Isham, the master painter of that wicked shit of Detroit and the Midwest. So, what's my favorite song on here, man? I don't know. The D, Poetry, Mr. Negativity, Love. I mean, there's so many bangers on this album. It's hard to say what the crown jewel is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just... All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one, all right? I'm going to be a man. I'm going to say Brain Surgery is the crown jewel of this record. I love that song. 
Mastermind comes correct, of course. Isham just kills it on here with the killer diss verse to M. And Shoestring does what Shoestring does, you know, and he was used perfectly on that track. I loved it. Uh, when this album ended, it did feel like the end of a movie. You know, every track just leaks into every track. It feels like one big song. You can't play this album ran on random. It just doesn't work. It's just a record that has to be played from track one to what, 24? Something like that. It's an easy listen. No skippers. No skippers. Easy listen. What's not easy is picking the best song or your favorite song. It's a wicked record, but it's also gangsta. It's aged pretty well after 22 years and whatnot. You know, looking at the... Let's talk about the artwork, because we haven't had a chance to talk about that artwork. Um, the artwork was leaked before the record came out, and it added to the hype, you know. I mean, the cover looks like a, a holy Bible, you know, like it's leather, uh, the red words, the, a font that I've never seen Isham's name written in before. Usually it's that scribbly Isham lettering, but this time they went with something different. Tongues, 2001 AD. Man, I mean, the title of it, this album, Tongues, makes you feel like you're picking up some... I don't know, religious book or something. And this is the record of tongues. And so it got treated that way. Like, damn, this is Isham's word. It was dope. If you open up the the CD insert, the graphics of Isham um, looking like he's dead, you know, coming out of a grave with an Uzi and his converse on and his hair just throwing out, man. Nappy. It's gangsta. It's gangsta. It's gangsta. And uh, the black CD, just all black with tongues uh, and through the silver outlines. It was good, man. I think Isham set the bar pretty high for himself. And that's why this isn't his best, but it's so fucking close. It's because uh, Isham has made some classic shit in the past. The imperfections don't get in the way of the fact that the album is a masterpiece. And you can find Isham's best lyrics on here, his best flow, and his best beats ever on this record. Uh, TNT and Mastermind, killer features. You know, they just kill it when they get on here. Um, lyrically, Isham peaks again and... It's crazy because it's a blessing that only the greats get, you know, the legends to peak once or twice in their career. And you go with it to yourself. you got to add this album to your library. It surpasses the hype. Um, I was satisfied when I got the record. And revisiting the record was dope, man. you got to put this album on your phone, on your Spotify, whatever, man, whatever. I, I'd give it a, a five mics, whatever they do these days. I don't know. I don't know what they do, but uh, it's a classic. And 
Isham still keeps his pulse on the industry. He's still doing shit. I follow the guy. I love the dude. Um, but nothing has been close to tongues. Nothing. And that, that's like 20 years in the, in, you know, 20 years. We're talking about 22 years later or 21. What are, I mean, 2001, 2023, whatever, man. Math. Um, it's a dope record. I love it. That is the revisiting of Isham's Tongues album. Let me know what you think in the comments. Did you enjoy the podcast? Give us a five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you have us on YouTube, hit that subscribe. Comment below. Keep it gangsta, and we'll see you next time. Peace.